Blog Talk Radio. Yes, yes, y'all. You are now listening to the sound of the show far blowing. The show far as a ram's horn that is blown to inspire the people to do their thing. And the show far is blown to coordinate a queen or a king. And today, the show far is being blown to call us to align with nature. This is Faux Show Holistic Health on Blog Talk Radio. And I'm your host, Shofar, from Faux Show Energy Work. And today, our guest is the Chief Alowu Abafime Iafime. And uh, he is a Babalao in the spiritual uh, system of Ifa. And he also has an organization that helps people get further understanding and get knowledge and wisdom from that system. So I want to go ahead and bring uh, the brother on here. All right, Chief Alowo, are you there? Greetings, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good. Peace, bro. I'm doing really good. Uh, how you doing today? How's everything going? I'm doing very well, man. Glad to be here. Beautiful, beautiful. First off, did I pronounce your name is uh, correctly as well? Well, you did. You did fairly well. I give you a. I give you a B plus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely give you a A for effort for trying, man. It's actually Chief Oluwo Obafemi Fayemi. Ah, okay, okay. I figured like if you say it uh, confidently and fast, it sounds like and with a little accent. It really, you know, it makes it sound like you know what you're saying. So, <laughs> right, right, exactly, man, exactly. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, man. I've been really enjoying your breakdown of the old dudes on YouTube. Really appreciate you putting those up there and to get further, further understanding uh, for those vibrations and you know uh, how to understand them and make practical use of them. Well, thank you, man. You know, that's the idea to try to take something. Uh, put it in the simplest form. That's what nature has really done for us. Uh, it's very simple, but I think, you know, the way we think, our conditioned selves, we often uh, make things more, much more complex than they really are. So that's my goal is to try to take it as in its complexity, I guess, and try to bring it down to a more of a simple form for everybody to understand it. I think that's uh, much needed. Um when we're talking about these technologies, if you will, I remember the first time that I was introduced uh, to the tantric realm and everything, and uh, one of the masters that I learned from, he referred to it as, as a technology. I was like, technology? Wow. You're like, I think of that as iPhones, you know what I mean, and stuff like that. Yeah. And so same thing with, like, <laughs> IFA. It's like a spiritual technology for human beings to update our software, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Perfect, man. Well, you know, the, the idea of this, um, I, I know from watching your, your, your videos on YouTube about the old dudes that we can definitely go into some deeper places with it. But this uh, initial uh, podcast I just want to have out there for the family so that they can just learn about EFI at a base level. So the, the first thing I want to go into, like, what is EFI? Well, in as many definitions, probably the most simple and common one, EFI is the wisdom of nature. It's the natural order of things. It's universal truth. Uh, it can tie itself to the seven hermetic principles, uh, which deals with those seven laws that govern our dimension, or many laws that govern our dimension, but the primary seven we're familiar with, correspondence, cause and effect, rhythm, polarity, vibration, gender, and so on. 
You know, it, it operates within that nature itself. And because when we say the natural order of things, you know, that there's a natural rhythm to the birth of day with the sun, uh, the end of day with the sunset, everything else in between based upon the, the time frames, the high points, the low points, weather patterns, depends upon your geography, your demography, wherever you are, your topography, I mean, wherever you are, you know, there's a correlation to your existence. And Ifa is simply that, understanding the wisdom of nature and pretty much where you are, where you are geographically, and uh, more so important is that how do you operate within that, you know, within that confinement of your geography, your place, whether it's your your neighborhood, your city, your state, your country, whatever the case may be. Wow. So looking at the nature being even your topography of uh, if you find yourself in the city or if you're out in the boonies, you know, being able to align with the nature around you, um, I guess on a, a community level and then even on a, 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 a country level or these different things, it takes all of that into consideration. Absolutely. We, you know, we can all agree if I'm living out in, uh, if I'm living out in the desert around the upper Egypt or lower Egypt, uh, the Sudan or any place like that, my tools of survival is going to be a lot different than I'm living in the mountains or, or a mountainous region. If I'm living within the right. rainforest, it's going to be a lot different than where I live in a coastal area. So my philosophical perspective, my perception of how I see my world naturally is going to be different. If I have four full seasons as opposed to two or three, am I, you know, the humidity? Well, people say, well, it sounds like you're talking about weather. <clears throat> well, weather does play a role on people. You know, it is believed mm. that a lot of the temperament of people is based upon weather patterns. And so... Mm how one can often see their deity. Uh, what we know for sure, if you go into the, uh, the country of Benin, formerly Dahomey, there's a particular deity in Orisha that is very popular called Olokun. And if you go uh, further south into Nigeria, that deity is not as popular uh, because, so again, it plays a, a role in, uh, you know, the geography of things. Got it. Okay. Got it. Makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Okay. And, you know, I feel like to be helpful to help people unwrap this and really get the medicine of it, I feel like we just got to go there um, because of Islam and Christianity and other things that have been, you know, that we've been, that have influence on us, especially in westernized, uh, Western culture. Um, the word voodoo and, you know, um, kind of, I guess, the demonizing of African spirituality uh, you know, and Eshu being associated with the devil. So those two things, those two concepts, uh, is Eshu the devil? And can you speak some about the demonizing or the things that were kind of, I think, done purposely to make us not want to even engage those reality systems? Well, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, not a, it's not really a difficult thing to understand. It's probably more so difficult to accept. In a, mm. in a conditioned state, in a conditioned state or a religious state, which is more of a conditioned state, one has to follow a certain doctrine, which can lead to a lot of dogma. Therefore, a lot of things has a beginning and it has an end. So everything else in between is what operates within that construct. There's no flexibility. There's not a lot of fluidity. 
spirituality, on the, other, uh, on the other hand, really does not focus us on its beginning and end, but more so the beginning of your journey and the end of it. That's really it. So you're kind of like your own book. You're your own quote-unquote religion. So, you know, with that said, you know, in dealing with these opposites, if you can focus on something or you, 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 you identify something as good, then it has something that has, to, has, has its opposite, which is something not good. So, therefore, if you have something angelic, you have something that's, quote, unquote, non-angelic. Well, in Iraq, we don't have a devil. We just have, personally, an on-path or an off-path. What can get you off path belongs to a deity or often belongs to a deity called Eshu. Eshu governs the crossroads. Eshu is often depicted as the colors of black and red, black being the unknown, red often being the deity. But they know where to go because there are things that are unknown darkness. Eshu is a divine force that lives at the back of your head, which governs your doubt, fears, and insecurity. If I get to the crossroads, I can't decide to go left, right, accept it, leave it alone, embrace it, or let it go. If I stay there in confusion, if my old school doubts, fears, and insecurities from childhood come back, if I found out that I shouldn't go because my niece or cousin Bonifa or Ray Ray didn't work for them, I assume it's not going to work for me. So, therefore, I'm assuming or I'm in a state of confusion of what decision to make. That's issue. He governs your, basically, he governs that, that part of those fears, doubts, and insecurities. Now, with that said, if you make the decision, things don't go out well, we say you tricks you. More so, you trick yourself. So, therefore, the devil, you know, if you go to a biblical account, the devil is often depicted as 666. Well, if you look at 666, it's associated with carbon. Anything that comes into existence or have a carbon uh, uh, concept or a carbon-based molecule is a devil. So in a sense, anything in form is devilish. Now, in the biblical esoterical, the devil is considered, one of the oldest symbols was a donkey, an ass. And so what does an ass do? What does an ass do in its stubbornness? It sits. It doesn't move. Right. And what do we say? An idle mind is the devil's workshop. Someone that doesn't move, you're inviting in something that will get you to move, which is the devil's pitchfork, to prick you, to get you to move. In another version, uh, it being a dawn, Jesus rides into the new city or Jerusalem, the new city. He's on the back of an ass. That is right. wisdom, Jesus, over intelligence, the ass. So the devil in antiquity was depicted as intelligence without wisdom. So let's go back to that crossroad. And wow. You have the intelligence, but you don't have the wisdom. Wisdom means a wise dome or a wise choice. Mm-hmm. So we can claim the devil made me do it, but in, in, in hindsight, you made your own self do it. Makes sense. Makes sense, and I think... Hopefully that that, that is sense. the oh it may I, I think it, it makes a lot in family if it, if it doesn't I think if you go back rewind it sit with it 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 it, 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 it is a lot of wisdom and uh, I think it's uh, right there I think the way you said it I couldn't put it better um, the I, I I think that's some of the wisdom of some of the ancient um, you know African or different uh, you know cultures uh, systems of 
place an intelligence lower on the tree of life um, than absolutely. Say, wisdom, like you say, Arumala or Tehuti, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. they absolutely. That, the one that was there in the beginning, correct. Right. Very powerful. Very powerful. With that being said, with the tree of life, let's go there. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about polytheism and, and monotheism. Um, I know that sometimes uh, it, when conquerors would go in, the idea of that these people worship many gods. Uh, so, um, and that's my, not my understanding of it. It's like there's the one god, Aladumare, but there's many aspects of it or whatever. So, can you talk a little bit on that? Yeah, one of one of the misconceptions uh, of monotheism and polytheism is that we get, man, we just get too overly quote unquote intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> so it, 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 it's not hard to understand the principles. So mm. something, if you go back into antiquity and you know of anything of Kemet, they have something called Metuneta. And mm-hmm. Metuneta, fast forwarding, will break down to uh, Mother Nature. It will break down to mm. metaphysics. And mm. with that said, metaphysics, we study the scene to see how the unseen works. Mm. So we don't see God. We don't know God. We know of God, and for us to see God, we can only see it by what it has brought into manifestation or form. So we study those things in form to understand the thing that created it. And so when I study those patterns of nature, forces of nature, whether I call them the Elohim, whether I call them the Nectars, whether I call them the saints or the angels or the Orishas, they're forces mm-hmm. of nature that also <clears throat> can tie themselves to planets and numbers and shapes and sizes and colors and body parts and personalities and characteristics and attributes. It's, all, it's, a, it's a whole synchronicity, a network of information that brings back to itself to the one. A mm. good example is, if you go into Kemet, they have a deity called Anubis. And Anubis mm-hmm. is considered god of the underworld. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, personified as a jackal. It's a jackal-headed deity. Well, mm-hmm. we say that because a jackal, this animal, uh, which is sort of like second on the food chain uh, in the in Masamari, the Serengeti, if you ever get out there and watch it and how it operates. So what a jackal will often do is get the food and put it in the ground, the underworld. It puts it in there and it keeps it there. It doesn't let it stay there too long to where it spoils, nor does it take it out too soon where it's not cured. So it represents precision. So we say Anubis is precision. Precision. God is precision. That's also a deity called the crocodile or a pet. It also deals with the underworld. A crocodile will take his food in the water, down deep, put it under a rock till it's soft enough to consume. So that too deals with the precision. So they're not worshiping. You go into a certain museum uh, in in Kemet, uh, and you see they have these mummified crocodiles. People say, well, they're worshiping the crocodile. Well, outside of the fact you are too with your alligator belts and shoes, the idea is to understand its meaning and the fact that it has a representation of what created it. 
And so mm-hmm. the, 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 the elders of, of, of antiquity, to know God, they studied God's creation. And so when they understood the attributes, the characteristics of that, they assigned it as the God of this, but more so that aspect of God. And what's crazy is if you go into the Jehovah's Witnesses, for example, that, that's an aspect, they, they'll say God is El Shadi, which is also mm. the breasted one, meaning the God that nurtures. Mm-hmm. Well, El Shadi is also considered in a certain aspect of Aset, and in Ifa, it's Yemoja, the one who nurtures, the mother. Mm. In, 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 mm. in, in, in Christianity, that's Mary, the mother, the nurturer. Mm-hmm. So if you say we're worshiping a bunch of gods, but you said Jesus has a mother, we're on the same page, just a different language and concept. But somehow I'm going to hell and you ain't. You know, I don't, right. I don't know how that works, but uh, if that's what people need to believe. <laughs> right. Right. Wow. That's a good breakdown. It's a good breakdown. Yeah, just uh, showing how the study of the, the the scene helps us get more information about the unseen. You know, it gives us Absolutely. an aspect Absolutely. of the creator, you know. And, you know, and brother, it's in the word because mm-hmm. when people say, I'm a theologian, mm-hmm. well, okay, I went to theology school, okay? Well, that means I am, I've mastered a theory. Mm. So I don't know God. It simply mm-hmm. means I know of God. So in in, in a lot a of ways, congregants have to understand the pastor, the pope, the cardinal, the sheikh, the imam, the mullah, whatever it is, they, they, they really can't tell you, per se, what God is as opposed to the study of it. Right. And so for me to study nature, is to study those mm-hmm. aspects of God only because if you are a Christian or you came from a Christian background, the first five days God spent a lot of time creating everything here before we got here. Mm. So there has to be a construct. There has to be a, a stage set in order for you to come in and perform on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so wow. that's our nature is often looked upon because it's often here long after we're gone so you're right we come and go you're like people worried about you know if the world's going to end it's like uh not so much like it may end for us if we don't get our act together but nature's going to be here you know should be here right absolutely um, you know wow you know uh another place i want to go with this um because uh, you you brought up about uh about jesus um and uh, so I know one of the things when I first came into, uh, you know, when Ephah was first brought to me and everything, and Ebo and sacrifice came up. And I was like, man, I don't, you know, I don't want to sacrifice no chicken or, you know, goat or anything like that or whatever. And then um, it was actually Sasha Cobra who put me onto my Baba Lao and everything. And she was like, um, well, do you eat chicken? <laughs> it's kind of like a transference of life force right there. I was like, well, yeah, I just still eat meat sometimes. She's like, oh, okay. It's like, so can you speak a little bit about the concept of Ebo and sacrifice? Absolutely. Two, first of all, you understand in language. Religion is derivative of a Latin term, religon, which means to reconnect back or bind back. Can often connotate mm-hmm. you, means you're disconnected from something. Well, spirituality mm-hmm. is the process of going forward, spiraling. In the word mm-hmm. spirituality or spiral, you have the prefix 
fight, which means to breathe, to coil, to exist. Then you have the word mm. ritual. Spy mm. ritual. Ritual means right. the ability to redirect and or change energy. So mm. what is a ritual? What's interesting is, uh, you know, a ritual is nothing more than alchemy. It's fusion. It's uh, I take everything of, of everything that holds up this dimension or everything I use within this dimension to help me in my life as far as food, clothing, shelter, through mineral, animal, elements, mineral, I mean, you know, plants, uh, mm-hmm. trees, water, you know, all the names I give to these Orishas of governing forces, they have an aspect of nature. So mm-hmm. when I go get the minerals and uh, I go get plants and I get uh, certain uh, things that deal with air and fire, to take all of those ingredients and fuse them together. And I use the power of the spoken word and because I know there's an integrity with a plant. You know, there's an integrity mm. with basil that's not the same integrity as with cinnamon. And so each mm. one of them have their own effect. Each one of them have their own integrity. Sugar has an integrity until I process it, it becomes a drug. So everything mm. has its own integrity. So once I know the integrity of a plant, uh, the, a mineral, and I take it with elements, and if I need so to use blood, which sustains life, and I put them all in a bowl, in a pot, and I use any type of form of, of words, of prayer, or invocation to redirect some energy, somehow or other, you know, you've become a devil. And what's interesting mm. is the fact that uh, when you start getting into blood rituals, that's what's even crazier because you have this group of people, uh, the Hasidic uh, a Jewish community in Brooklyn, that a certain time of the year in the fall, I can't even remember exactly the ho- holiday. I don't know if it's uh, Yom Kippur, or Rosh Hashanah, whichever, whichever one of it is, they, they take a white chicken and they sacrifice, mm. sacrifice it. So you got these multiple blocks in Brooklyn that are loaded with these people that are sacrificing the name of their religion uh, these, 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 these white hens, you know, and, mm-hmm. and they do this and they call this food kosher. A Muslim mm-hmm. can take a cow or a goat and sacrifice it in the spirit of the, in, in the spirit of the imam and call it halal. But mm-hmm. if you and I go out there in that street and sacrifice a chicken, that's voodoo, hoodoo, doo-doo, and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so we just call it ashe. And so the idea of sacrifice or ritual is simply part of redirecting energy. And no, everything is not based upon, quote, unquote, killing a chicken. I know I personally teach through my organization that before you sacrifice or kill a chicken, you have to kill the chicken in yourself because Mm. it's about elevating the divine spirit. And see, people Mm -hmm. get locked into voodoo. You know, the word voodoo means sacred. And so right, it's, not, right. it's not anything that uh, uh, is, is heinous, but it is heinous if I use it as a tool to overthrow my enslave, enslaver, my master, and I, 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 I defeat a quote-unquote Western power. Uh, if, if, if I'm in Haiti and I invoke my religion, Vodun, to overthrow the French and free myself right. from slavery, I imagine word gets out from the French and among other Western powers. This is a heinous, scary religion. Well, if I'm a very conscientious, you know, person and I want to be free, I might want to embrace Vodou. Right, right. 
right? Totally. Totally. Wow. So sacrifice is is a tricky thing. You know, people have a lot, a lot of misinterpreted. You know, uh, I remember, and especially coming up with Easter coming up, you know, people are going to be eating this this wafer cracker of bread in, in, to symbolize the flesh of a man and drinking wine mm. or grape juice to sacrifice his blood. But somehow I sacrifice a chicken, take it fried, give me some drumsticks, some wings, a chicken breast, or make me a chicken salad. And, again, somehow I'm going to hell. I, I don't get that. But KFC, Popeye's, Church's Chicken has never <laughs> prayed for any one of those chickens that never saw daylight. And, and you're okay eating that. Right. You know. Right. No, totally. It, everything you're saying resonates with me. When when it was said to me, it definitely was a place of introspection I had to go into. Like, huh, you know. So, yeah. And I think the only, you know, I mean, even for us, those of us who, you know, pull upon vegan diets or whatever at this point, you know, it's all good, you know, but it's like even that is a sacrifice of sorts, you know. Even that vegetable has a life force, has ashe, you know. So I think yeah. the only I beings mean, on the know, planet are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it's yeah. the idea that something came from, quote, unquote, something that had blood, had a mother, or you eating right. flesh. But yet, everything right. in nature has its own integrity. You know, every plant, tree, fruit, vegetable, you know, it has its own integrity. So I don't, I'm not against, you know, I'm, I'm a vegetarian on most days, but if I want right. to eat fish, chicken, beef, whatever I want to eat, I'm going to eat it if that's so I desire. I don't think it lower my vibration or anything. You know, if, if that's what I believe, it probably is. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last thing, because our time is uh, – always with good conversation it um it flows fast one of the things to tie into that to the sacrifice thing that you said i think on one of your um things about the odoo is that we're not doing uh we're not doing that bow or whatever to get something is done to help us align so that we can allow all the good things that are our birthright to come to us so it's more about aligning so that you know, so that what's already ours can come to us, all the good things in life. So with the last five, uh, five minutes, if you want to tell us uh, anything that's on your heart uh, about EFA or anything that you you feel like would be uh, good for us, and then lastly, uh, something on your organization and any workshops or any things you got coming uh, coming up for everybody. Okay, sure. Well, first things first, uh, in the spirit of EFA, it is based upon a concept of good character, good behavior, and our own personal divinity, our ori, which is our divine spirit, keeping it in alignment. It is believed when one understands their purpose and they attain it, they have all the tools to maintain it and expand on it, life is good. All good things come to you. Rituals help us to mm-hmm. ebb and flow through, through life. It's not a daily thing we go through on rituals. I do believe that there's a, there's a place and time for everything ritualistically depends upon the nature of what it is that comes across your desk. Let me put it like that. Everything Mm. else is based upon the elevating of your spirit. Sacrificing the animal is not going to elevate your spirit because if you don't change the way you think, speak, and act, you'll be sacrificing a whole lot of things a whole lot of times. And the, the growth of us is based upon being able to embrace the changes that we're going through, understanding the experiences that we've had, that we're having, and that we're going to have that helps to shape, make, mold us, continuously shaping us as we go forward. 
I think that's the most important mm-hmm. thing to understand about E5. And for anyone that's stepping in, by all means, ask questions. Ask questions. Mm-hmm. Don't find yourself mm-hmm. back in church with anyone of any practice of any indigenous system that can't answer your questions. Even if they tell you the answer you're looking for is better understood as you elevate. Mm-hmm. But definitely mm-hmm. do your homework and be able to ask questions. Um, anyone that would like yes. to know more about uh, how I do what I do or anything the organization or IDSI has upcoming, they more than welcome to visit the website. It's a host of information. Uh, it's under construction, but I think it launches either today or this weekend, but you could still go there. But there are some new things mm-hmm. that are being posted up there. And the website is uh, obafemi.org, O-B-A-F-E-M-I.org. Uh, I do a lot of traveling. Uh, I may be in your city soon, uh, and that's mm-hmm. the contact information of what may be happening uh, when I get there. Mm-hmm. So my next stop is Fort Worth. Uh, I'll be at a, a particular bookstore in Fort Worth. I can't remember the name of it offhand, but it's on the website. And from there, I'll be heading out to Los Angeles. I will be doing a show. I will be doing a lecture in San Diego. Uh, oh, wow. I'm there, bro. April, April the 13th, I'll be in San Diego from 12 to 2. Noon to 2. So you're oh, welcome to look at the flyer on the website. Yeah, it's on, it's on the flyer on the website. God ought to mind putting things together there. And uh, we'll be going from there. And uh, I'll be Very back good. home. And again, just. Definitely look at the uh, – I'll be in the Ohio Valley, Cincinnati around May. So it's a continuing okay. movement here as we go along. So, yeah. And lastly, do you know the L.A. time, too? I'll let some L.A. peeps know. I can look on your website. Yeah, I'll you actually – right well, no, no. The, the L.A., I'll be there on uh, Monday, April the 8th through Tuesday, April the 16th. Uh, so I'll okay. be there for a week, uh, ceremonies, rituals. We haven't put together any specific thing there, but there will be a roundtable of events. But if you go okay. to the website, uh, I think we're going to be having something Sunday the 14th uh, in Los Angeles okay. over in Inglewood. Uh, just just, oh, okay. just stay tuned for the listing. It will be posted for that Sunday the 14th in Inglewood. Perfect. Wow. Yeah, well, between the 14th and the 13th, whether it's L.A. or San Diego or both, I definitely will be at one of them and meet you, man, meet you. And definitely, uh, wow, really appreciate this. All right, my brother. Yes, yes. Again, so much love to you. Uh, we appreciate you, your, you and your time. And, again, family, for those of you listening, um, through time and space, uh, we love you all and appreciate you all. And, again, this is Full Show Holistic Health on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Show Far from Full Show Energy Work. Keep shining, keep climbing. Peace.